Welcome to Elixir Outlaws, the hallway track of the Elixir community. You you look nice and shaven today. Oh, I like the background, Amos. Hey, thanks. A friend, Jonathan. It's a coaster took, in glass. Uh, yeah, Jonathan took, it? A, took a picture of it. Yeah, it's uh it's a coaster that has our logo on it. And he had it sitting in it looks like some carbonated water or something. I was gonna say, is it a is it a couple of crawl? <laughs> it probably is. That would be hilarious. La Croix. Uh, I didn't La Croix. ask him. Keithley, how are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm okay. okay. I'm getting better. You look less disheveled. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know... You're in you gotta, your house with power and internet. I have internet. I have power again. I'm um, mostly back to, to normal in terms of my physical surroundings. Uh, that feels good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing well on, on those sorts of things. Um, and otherwise, I'm just journaling a lot and uh, trying to stay active and just generally deal with the sort of fallout of all the emotional stuff from yeah. the storm and from everything else. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we're, it's a weird thing. I mean, we're, um, we were super fortunate that like we didn't have nearly the amount of damage that anybody else had, uh, even like in our neighborhood. Um, storm basically like landed like four houses past us it's like that's when that's like when roofs and stuff started like coming off people's houses wow so so crazy yeah so we got really lucky it's weird to feel lucky and walk around the neighborhood and be like i'm really glad that we were lucky at the same time then you just kind of feel like a scumbag because you see all the people who weren't lucky and so then you like are mad at yourself etc so there's a lot of that to sort of process and work through you know there's there's a lot of like uh, just sort of like self care stuff. We're all right. sort of doing in the house right now. Um, right. Important. Trying to stay connected to people as much yeah. as we can. So doesn't been, help that there's okay. you know a pandemic, so that doesn't make it easier. Yeah, that's really that's that also that doesn't <laughs> help. That doesn't help at all. <laughs> so, but I own a generator now. Oh, look at you! And a chainsaw. So I'm pretty much prepared. Yeah, you can do anything. Anything. I really have gone like, I'm making a list. I'll put it up on my blog at some point of like, Mm -hmm. just sort of like essential things you should probably have if you live anywhere near the woods, basically. And it's it's very close to like a prepper kit. (laughs) It's like... What is it missing that would make it a full prepper kit? Probably guns is what I'm going to go ahead and say. (laughs) Uh, But we should brand this and sell it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Uh, it's like a prepper kit, but for you know yuppies. Right. (laughs) Uh, It's got some avocado toast in there, freeze dried. Yeah, exactly. Well, and some like you know some heirloom coffee. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's got a hand grinder, uh, water boiler type situation. I did just get a new hand grinder. It's hand grinder is key. You got to have a hand grinder. What one? Uh, I can share a link. Not that it's not that fancy. I just needed a new one because mine broke. I'm debating getting a new coffee machine. Hmm. Are you going to get like a, like a, like a fancy apparatus or like an automated apparatus? I think a fancy apparatus. Alex Daniels, one of our old coworkers has a fancy one that I, not super fancy, but kind of fancy. So I'm thinking about moving up to um, Tahoe for a while. Oh, cool. Because oh. we're working from home. I actually have to move soon. 
because oh, my roommate's okay. moving to Seattle in a month or two, month and a half. And so I could find a new place in the city or my parents have a place in Tahoe. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I could have a house to myself. Well, and you'd be in the summertime. Nice. Yeah. And you'd be sort of like away from like the, the city. Mm-hmm. And it's super nice up there in the summer. You oh, could yeah. go fly fishing every day. If I knew how to fly fish, I could go fly fishing. I'm, every day. I'm driving. I mean, you have a whole house. summer. You have a whole <laughs> summer to learn. That's right. <laughs> um, but obviously, I'm thinking about priorities and coffee. Oh and right, we yeah. We, That's don't, key. we don't have a setup up there. We have to. Mm-hmm. I would have four of our setup up there. But do you need here? here so I'm going to avoid dire this for just a minute. Do, are you talking about espresso, or do you need like like some like a like an American style drip coffee? No, or I want espresso. Coffee. Oh, espresso. Yeah. You, now, see, you're already fancier than I. I know very little about espresso. What I do know about espresso is that the Australian espresso machines mm-hmm. are good and um, very affordable. They've like, oh, really? They've pushed the prices of like fancy espresso machines down. Interesting. Yeah, they they sort of made it into the American market like a few years ago, and it really it forced a lot of like espresso machine things to, 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 to sort of drop in price quite a bit. That's awesome. They're still costly. Like, let's Yeah, I mean, they're still costly. They're still like, even the one I'm looking at is costly, which seems ridiculous right now. Like, to talk about being, buying a fancy coffee machine right now while everyone right. is, like, losing well, jobs. Well, yes, we are, on the, we are on the very <laughs> precipice of a recession, so maybe not the smartest financial decision ever. But also... Look, <laughs> look up the coffee jack. The coffee what? Coffee jack. Coffee jack. There. I actually, I, I have debated that for that reason. I'm like, that's probably not the smartest decision ever. The coffee jack is a little little one that fits on top of your cup and you pump it in. Oh, yeah. It, it does like eight bars of pressure, or 12 bars of pressure. Or whatever. I mean, I could just bring my AeroPress and like be fine. This is like the AeroPress, but has the pressure of, of an espresso. Oh, machine. really? Yeah. Have you used it? No, they're not there. It's on Indiegogo. I see it. A lot of people have gotten it though. I know. I, I I keep debating going back and forth. I have like a million coffee machines at home, though. So, <laughs> okay, oh, a, mil- but it's like a million just, might be a light like exaggeration. Just releasing it now, right? May right. Yeah. Wow. It's good timing. And, and their production got slowed down a little bit right, because of because everything. The pandemic. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> I'm trying to find the actual like brand of the ones that I was aware of. Um, but I can't, I can't find Sorry it. to all of our listeners who don't care about coffee. No, uh, I'm really hoping that, that like half this. of them are looking this stuff up online with us and they're like, oh yeah. Oh, we're going to get comments. Like people, people have opinions. Mm. I know. I like opinions. What? That's why you do this show with me. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I yes, will say. That's why we're friends with you, Keith Lee. Let's be honest. Exactly. Um, I will say I uh, love my mocha pot. Your mocha pot? Maybe I should yeah. just be if you normal just want and a, do that. Well, it's yeah. If you like espresso, it's a thicker, you know. Yeah, my strong, sister's like, obsessed with it. I love it. It's great. I I, I use it every morning. Uh, Maybe I'll just do that and save myself like an insane amount of money. I would it's really if not everybody a lot of in my house drink so much coffee. And then what but do you use do for grinding, Keith Lee? Well, I am still rocking my same um, like Barazza. I think it's an Encore is the name of it. It's basically okay. the entry level like Barazza burr grinder okay. that I've had um, for a decade now. Um, it's really good. I really like it. It's it's sort of starting to like show its uh, its its age. Like it's it's not quite as tight as it was. Uh-huh. 
too. Uh, it's not quite as consistent as it, as it used to be. Um, I think I could probably fix that. Um, but I love it. It's great. It is, a, again, it's a little bit of a costly thing, but I've had mine for like... It's like not said, that like, costly in comparison to like... No, it's way cheaper than the... So my, my general advice, if you want espresso, is that you actually should spend about double... Whatever you're going to spend on the machine, you should spend about spend double on the, on the grinder. Exactly. Well, unless and, you're getting a crazy machine, because and then and then it's, yeah. exactly. But but that's that blows people's minds when they when you yeah no the grinder like is that. super important. The grinder is actually key. Yeah. But I do have a hand, I have a hand grinder. I have one of those little um oh what are those little ones the, the one that everybody has I have yeah, a yeah. little little uh, little hand grinder Harry, that Harry, I take with Harry yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and I I do that. So we make we typically make a lot of like French press or I'll make a mocha pot for myself and use a mocha pot basically every day and that's, I love it. That's what Maybe we I'll do just do the mocha French pot. press, French press and mocha pot. Those are really I'm I'm all about the mouth feel. And so, <laughs> what you no. sound like? Somebody, I don't. Sorry, I don't want it to. I don't sorry, want it to feel funny. like water. I haven't heard the word mouth feel since um, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm sorry. So, so I'm about the mouthfeel, <laughs> and uh, and uh, mocha pot really is is it it hits me uh, there. It's good. Really All right. Good. So, most important question of the day: hmm. Where do you like to get your coffee from? What origin? Oh wait, like are you talking about a roaster, or are you talking about a part of a part of the world, a part of the world? Because they have different flavors, so. Like I mm. like Ethiopian coffees because they're generally like citrusy, like blueberry and uh, and grapefruit type flavors in them. My wife loves chocolatey stuff from other places. I don't even know where that stuff comes from because I don't care. <laughs> um, uh, I like coffee is the thing, and so I like I, good there's coffee. tons of regions of the world yeah. I like. But I also I don't mind a blend. I don't I don't mind people Me blending neither. if it's yeah. good. Exactly. If the roasting is good. Like I don't mind. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I love trying to ex- trying out a whole bunch of different stuff, and but it really comes down to the roaster and the and who and who's blending it and like all that stuff. Who's your favorite opinion. roaster, Keith? Like, oh man, I don't even know. I have so I've done a bunch of them. Uh, I've done a bunch of like this like subscription things, and I've like tried to find other roasters and stuff. I mean, like. I, I don't know. I like all I much like all the other um, yuppies. Like I like all the big name, like well-known roasters like Stumptown and Blue Bottle and all those. Although Blue Bottle is like Blue Bottle is not good anymore. No, it's really gone. It really has actually gone sort of downhill. And also, it's like the the level of judgment that I feel when I walk into a Blue Bottle in San Francisco is just high enough now where I'm like, all right, this is just silly now. Well, now they're a VC-backed company, so. Yeah. So in any case, but I, I dig Stumptown. I'll pick up Stumptown. Counterculture. I really like counterculture stuff. And they're also from this region. So that makes me feel good. Much like everyone else, I'm, I'm trying out trade right now. Um, so that's pretty cool because you can like get ritual coffee from San Francisco. And, but you can also get one of my favorite roasters. Um, is What's from, trade? It's a subscription. Oh, sorry, subscription coffee. coffee. Yeah, service. that's awesome. Do you uh, like it? I just, I like just it. looking at this. Yeah, I like it. It's like very reasonable. Like you kind of interact a little bit more with the actual roasters. You can kind of select what you want so you get a bigger range of stuff. I just got coffee from actually one of my favorite roasters, which is this place in Arkansas called Onyx. And when I lived in Bentonville, when I worked at uh, Wally World, I uh, <laughs> I used to, I, I would go to the coffee shop that later became Onyx all the time. And it was like just this dude and his partner and they were 
you know, like working at a different coffee shop together, trying to like start their own thing and start roasting. And then we're just like teaching themselves all this stuff. And now they're like an award-winning roaster. So it's very cool. That's to awesome. Like, yeah, watch them fantastic. come up. So it was really cool to like, you know, mm-hmm. know them when they worked at a coffee shop called Arsegas and like, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like it's, that's, that's cool. cool. When you first asked him that question, I went to like what roasting machine he's using. Oh. Not, not oh, a company, yeah. but Onyx, Onyx is good. We have one here in Kansas city called messenger that, um, they're they're pretty awesome. They have really good coffee, and you probably get they, PT's coffee in in Kansas City too, right? Uh, I don't. PT, yeah, I PT, avoid PT's. The <laughs> PT's coffee. There is that's, a PT's coffee. Yeah, that's like from the northwest. Oh, maybe that's a different thing. There's another good scooters. Roaster. I might I might be confusing my Kansas roasters. There's another good roaster in Kansas that's that we get coffee from sometimes. But we actually, but the the place I've been getting coffee. From for a while is this place in Alabama called Bean Fruit, and I really like them. But I've been using them for like a, 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 a good while. I try to I try as much as I can to. This is like a silly thing, but I try as much as I can to get coffee from roasters like in the region that are like in sort of the southeast or or locally. We we had a lot of good roasters locally, and now we're sort of down back down to one in Chattanooga. Who's so, the one? Uh, it's a company called Velo, but they're good. Yeah. Coffee's great. And Coffee's it, important. I was going to say it's important to our job. I would not survive without it. <laughs> I think it's just important in general. Like I would be so sad without coffee. People who like don't drink coffee, I'm very always impressed. I, yeah, I, likewise. Well, the, so the day after the storm, we so we didn't have power. We're like streets are completely destroyed and closed. Like no one can drive anywhere, and like you know. So you and you have like sort of post post like traumatic and, stress, mm-hmm. like kind of stuff. And so I was, I got up and I literally like, and you, you know, what you, every, my entire ability to make coffee is dependent on electricity. It's like, we didn't, we didn't have like, you know, a, a propane stove or anything like that. When this happened, propane stove, also a key thing to just have in your house <laughs> with propane, propane bottles. Yeah. That's yeah. also key <laughs> propane bottles. Um, and so the first day I was like, just walking around like I don't know like I didn't have coffee I didn't have I hadn't slept and I had all this other stuff and I I was like in like this weird like fugue state like I was just sort of like just sort of just like looking around almost like shock like I was just like looking around like watching everybody else do things and being completely unable to to motivate myself to do anything I'm just gonna go sit back down on the couch (laughs) (laughs) just like and a big part of that was just lack of lack of caffeine yeah that's a big deal. Well, and I mean all the other things that happened, but you know. Yeah. Well, but you know, now we can now the really key thing is now if it happens again, we can make coffee. So. Perfect. And, and having all that stuff is kind of crazy, right? If you think about shelter in place or whatever, like generator probe. You know, what I mean you never know. Like living in earthquake country. Yeah. Yeah. It it really puts it in perspective uh how fragile the ecosystem is. And like it, I can't, I just remember distinctly seeing all the people who were like, imagine how hard quarantine would be if we didn't have our refrigerators. And I was just like, yes, it turns out. Yes, it is very hard. It's very hard. Beyond even the fridge. Like, so, you know, we, we eventually got a generator, uh, uh, you know, we got stuff started getting cleaned up and whatever, and we could start kind of like leaving. I mean, it took a week to get the roads cleaned up to be able to leave. And so it was like 10 days or 12 days that we were without power. 
or something like that. And then about seven more that we didn't have internet. So, what would you buy differently if it had been winter time? Right. Because I mean, propane like, stove gets important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And we were so fortunate that it happened like during kind of a cooler period before it gets really hot here. So it was, it was like down to like 30 or 40 at night still, but up to like 70 during the day. And so that was great because you could just put more blankets on, but it wasn't so cold that you were, you know, you, you were worried about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I don't know. It was pretty wild. Yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, right. But the heart, so the hardest part's not is, is actually like, once you get your fridge, like sorted out, like once you have food sorted out, if you can get food sorted out that, and like, most people were able to get some amount of food sorted out because like the Red Cross came down here and there was, you know, people bringing food around to everybody and all this kind of stuff, which by the way, basically all like social distancing rules just went out the window because it's like the choice is basically you can wear a mask and, and that's about it. Like that was like, that was basically what it was. Cause it's just like, we got to, now we have to get out here and we have to clean these roads off because no one can get anywhere. So like that happened. Uh, but having the having food sorted out that that sort of made a, a big difference in that now it was just camping now you were just sort of camping but you were camping in your house and you could kind of like create a game out of it where you're like well like we're gonna play cards by you know the next to the lantern tonight and all this kind of stuff you can kind of like make it fun once we had power again then that actually was harder in some ways in some ways. Once, Why? Because now you were completely isolated again. It's like you were, you had power. And so you like all the trappings of like, you felt like it was like an, it was much harder emotionally. Like it felt like you were back to normal life, except you weren't, except you couldn't talk to anybody still. Because where we live out here, we don't have cell service really. And without one of the, the internet. It's and like... one of the cell towers went down too. So that's the other big, so they were having to repair a huge cell tower. And because of that, like no, the, no one could make calls really, or like I had to hike to one end of our neighborhood to be able to like make calls or like check text messages and stuff like that. Um, or drive out of our neighborhood, which typically took about an hour to get about, let's say a mile and a half just because, um, it, it was so, I mean, there was so many people out trying to repair stuff and whatever, but then, so that was harder. Cause you, it became like the trappings of, uh, your normal life were back. But you were like highly isolated at that point. Right. And you can't just like talk to your friends or whatever. And I had not really realized how dependent I had become on my ability just to like talk to my friends. Um, especially right now. Like I have friends locally, but we talk to each other on, you know, chat rooms and stuff like that these days. Right. So yeah, that became that became weird. That's hard. I mean, that's hard. I feel like it's hard. The isolating thing is hard, even if you don't have a super traumatic event happen. So if you have a super traumatic event happen, I can imagine that being incredibly hard, right? Um, it definitely made me realize that, uh, yeah, just how fragile it all is. And like, this how is- How much this, of it is out of your control. Well, and this really is, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna have a, a massive pandemic that um, forces everyone to be inside, and all that kind of stuff then like right now is kind of the best time ever in the history of the world where you'd want to like you would never you would not want to go to a different period of time to have a pandemic right you would want to do it right now 
with internet and <laughs> with all of the trappings of that we of our normal lives <laughs> like modern life yes yeah yeah exactly but the infrastructure behind it is just really fragile you know yes. one fiber cable goes down and your whole neighborhood is dark yep and then two weeks later your friends forget who you are yeah they're not sure you exist anymore i had to reintroduce myself when i came back to civilization what's your name again yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, you know i've been institutionalized <laughs> like, oh, like yeah. I've, I've, I've had, uh, I'm feral. I had to come back into the normal world and, uh, <laughs> learn how to live as a human again. Oh, it's so crazy. Three. It was three you, days. It was three days in and literally I was standing in the living room and I was like, I have the conk. I get to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take very long for that to happen. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing how quickly society crumbles in the house. <laughs> Amos, what were you going to say? I just had Wilson sitting in the corner at my house. I was talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was rather sad. Aww. <laughs> uh, actually, my biggest complaint, I can't really complain. I, I found out that we do quarantine quite well. My biggest complaint was I had just rented an office. And so I didn't bring all my stuff back home from the office. And I was sitting in this little crappy chair with no back on it all day, every day while I was trying to work. And I couldn't like stand up. I couldn't sit down. I had a bunch of boxes stacked up on a table to try to try to get my computer high enough to stand for a little while. And it was just, so my, my biggest complaints are like my, my comfort at work, but at least I still had work. Right. So yeah, exactly. That's how I feel like being fortunate, being employed right now is, um, given everything. Yeah. That's been been pretty happening in the world. Pretty pretty privileged (laughs) to be able to stay employed. And I've, I've been trying to think a lot lately of how I can, how can I give, you know, like I'm at a distance and I used to drive around and we, we kept like packages for the homeless in our car and we give them out but but now there's nobody really even out there right. doing that they're not there's nobody looking for handouts because there's nobody around to get them from and and so you even when you are driving around i don't see anybody so i'm like how can how can i continue to give and mm-hmm. and that's been tough for me especially because i feel so privileged to still have work and still have a job and and not really to want for anything other than like to be able to go to a state park, that would be great. But like, like I have no right. real, real needs. So what can I do to give to people? And that's, that's been a little tough on my psyche. Yeah, it is. Um, You're uh, there's probably, I'm trying to remember the exact, I think it's called feed America or feed. Yeah. It might be feed America or something like that. I don't know, but um, there's a website where you can find um, food banks in your area. And that's where I've been sort of funneling a lot of that. Uh, and typically most of them, they, I think it's set up so that they can, you can donate online uh, and it goes directly to them and all that sort of stuff. So um, that's awesome. Might, might check that out. So I've if any listeners have any, have suggestions to give yeah. or, or that you try that out or, or bring us suggestions. Cause mm-hmm. I know that a lot of us, li- a lot of the people listening and I know that us here, we, we want to help if we can. That is true. So you had uh, guests on while I was out, right? 
This happened. This is a thing did. that happened. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was on. Uh, we had uh, Martin Gosby, and uh, we we had put out that anybody else could hop on if they wanted to, and right. At the end, Connor Rigby hopped on. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Did you have to do our normal uh, tactic of negging them in order to get them to come onto the show? Because I was thinking about this the other day when I was out for a run. I was pondering the world. (laughs) And I realized that essentially every guest we've ever had on the show originated because of something. We essentially uh, said something on the show that was like, they were like, you're wrong. And we were like, oh, yeah, come on the show and prove it. (laughs) And I was just realizing that essentially every guest we've ever had, we like negged onto the show. <laughs> so get no, I, to I mean, the show. unless, unless you consider pandemic negging. No, okay. uh, uh, no, it was like, uh, Martin, um, How, mo- how's mo- Martin doing? He he's doing well. He's, he's getting out and going on runs and things like that. But, but he had a roommate right before and he had just moved out. And got in his own oh, place, no. and then oh, everything wow. in London got locked down. And he's like, oh. "So I can go for a run, and other than that, I'm in my flat all the time." Um, yeah. So I think I just needed to wait for him to get bored enough that he's like, "Hey, <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is funny how the smaller things make a big difference right now. Yeah. 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 Just, just happy to talk to somebody. Um, Do y'all feel like I was thinking about this the other day? Does uh, the way people feel about like access to digital community change? Is that that feels like it's like does it feel different now? Right, you don't have access to physical community, right? Like you can't see people mm -hmm. in person, and so like um, are the things that we want from our digital community different, or like do we need to foster them differently? Since like that's the only thing we have access to. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think it's harder to build relationships a little bit. Um, I think especially in work environments where often you see people in meetings and they turn their camera off and, and they don't want to turn it on. There's a cat behind Anna's door. I saw its four legs go past Uh, (laughs) (laughs) my roommate's cat. Um, so, so yeah, I, 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 have found that it, it does feel a lot more difficult to, um, I guess for me to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a little bit of empathy that's missing, I think from when you're not in person. I don't know. I, that that's. And so there's, a there's a lot more need for time to build those relationships. If you have new ones, I think, yeah. I think it's been easier to foster things with people I've known for a long time. That makes sense. Yeah. I was thinking a lot about that. Like how do we effectively foster digital community? If we can't access physical community. It's, it's hard in a meeting, right? When you're in a, like mm-hmm. a business meeting to know when to talk when you're sitting here, I, I watch more people mm-hmm. step on each other and then we have a, a group of men that we get together on Thursday nights. And I know most of them a little bit there from my community, but, but I don't know them like, like I know people that I work with eight hours a day. Right. And so we get on there and at first, the first like week that we did it, it was really quiet. <laughs> and nobody well, really knew thing, what to talk right? about. In these big, like, I was just thinking about this the other day. Cause like in these big, like zoom, when you have like one to many, 
Zoom calls and you don't know everybody because in a normal physical setting, right? Like you're talking to one or two people, there could be a bunch of people st- standing around, but you're not talking to everybody at the same time, mm-hmm. right? But in these settings, it's just like well, one person's talking at you, a given time. <laughs> well, and in, in that that close-knit setting where everybody can kind of talk in their little groups, you also get people that walk into that group and you get introduced and things. And yeah, it's, it's hard to do when the group is 20 people. Yeah. Um, I don't have a solution, but I was just thinking about that. Um, Breakout rooms. Yeah. Randomly assigned people. (laughs) Something like that. Um, or even like, you know, companies that I, I'm curious because Keith Lee, you're virtual, you've been virtual, you've been like virtual, not, you've, I mean, you've been re- remote working for a long time, but like. No, I'm actually virtual. I uploaded well, myself to have the, you watched my consciousness. Upload? My roommate was watching this show and I couldn't watch it because it was just too bothersome to me. <laughs> have you heard about it? What show? So. Yeah. It's called Upload. I have I, I, I think I saw some sort of ad for it, but I have Oh not. my God. It's, I couldn't watch it, but you basically like. When you, the premise is like, instead of like dying, like instead of like just completely being dead, your consciousness is uploaded into this like software program that you live in. Oh, that's. (laughs) The singularity, essentially, on some level. I I read Um, a book like that not too long ago too, that it was people who went to cryogenic places and froze their bodies or their heads. Right. And in the future, they found out how to bring them back to life, but they couldn't actually bring the bodies back to life. They, but they could like scan the brain into the computer. Is this Transmetropolitan? Did you read I, Transmetropolitan? No. It's a comic book. So no. this, this book may, is this an old book or a new book? Uh, it's, it's fairly new, but. Okay. They so it ripped scan off these, Transmetropolitan. They, awesome. But the, they don't scan you into the computer to then be able to like walk around or anything. You are in the computer to be basically a slave. That's just the Matrix. But you know that you're a slave. So it's the Matrix. And they're like, we're going to train you for this job. And if you won't do it, we'll just delete you. <laughs> it's super weird. Uh, but yeah, so I'm virtual. What was your What was your question about me being virtual? No, I mean, I just think like in a company, like especially because mm-hmm. if you're in a company that's... And I think a lot of folks are now obviously working remote. How do you... It probably takes just more time and more effort and to foster relationships i would imagine especially if you don't get to see people and if you only talk to the few people that are you're working with day to day right like it can feel disconnected from the rest of the company Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so for somebody who's been doing it for a while like what has worked well in like navigating that yeah um that's a good question i think there's a couple key things i think one is you have to be really willing and ready to over communicate in a lot of ways. And I mean that not just in the, like, here's what I'm working on today sort of sense or, or whatever, but just like being willing to be engaged when people do have like little conversations and Slack or whatever, like be ready to like jump in and like shuck and jive with people and, 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 and like make an effort of that. That's really important. Being willing to like jump in and answer questions—that's uh, really, really important. Um, and that's a way to. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that's the only way to do this, but that's that's a, the one of the ways that I've tried to create a, a like to make myself known at those companies, and and that sort of makes it easier for people to like engage with you and to chat with you. Um, 
and for you to chat with other people and just discuss stuff and, and do all the things that you would normally do if you were just like sitting around an office together, you know, share opinions and chat about stuff or whatever. So I, I found that to be really to useful, like just going in with the notion of like, you kind of have to make like an extra effort um, mm-hmm. just so people know that you exist. Mm-hmm. And other than that, like, I, you know, finding people that, that you can kind of, you know, it's, it's, it, it ends up being that you will find people at any company, whether it's, you know, you're like remote or not who you enjoy chatting with and enjoy talking to. And you can, you really can sort of like cultivate that. Um, and so I have friends, I have really good friends at work who, you know, were friends because like we met because I started working here, but we weren't, you know, we weren't in the same office. We we've always been remote together and we just sort of like chatted a lot. We worked on some of the same stuff. We just like developed a, you know, developed like inside jokes and stuff and like all the same stuff that you would do with like people that you enjoy hanging out with. Um, and we just sort of made an extra effort to like, just have time where we don't really talk about work, uh, or whatever, but we just like hang out and play a game or like just, you know, talk about whatever, what are you guys going to do on the weekend or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, that, that just like that normal stuff. You have to kind of cultivate that. And it's easier to do if you can cultivate it on a, on a more one-to-one basis and less of a, you know, less of like a, like doing that in mass. Like you don't want to have that conversation with like 60 people. You want to have that conversation with like four people. Right. Cause that's like naturally how you would do that at work anyway, that's or true. In, in sort of social structures anyway. That's true. And so I don't know the way I do it is I just like, you know, message people that I like hanging out with and I get them all. My, my superpower is I find people that I like hanging out with and then I find ways to like get them all in the same place um, so that I can hang out with them together. And that's, that's kind of what I do at work as well. Like I just create little chat rooms with people or DMs or whatever with like a group. And I'm like, let's all, you know, let's all do this. Or let's say, Hey, let's have a call and just like chat or whatever. And I try to Mm -hmm. like cultivate that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But it's hard. I've also never joined a company where I didn't know. uh, I've never joined a remote company, a really truly remote company where I didn't already know at least one other person. Right. So that also really hard to be at a remote company and not know anyone when you walked in. Yeah. 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 I think it is. Uh, Or I, I have to imagine that it is. I would imagine it is too. Although we'll see how the future of work changes now that, you know, pandemic slash Twitter is remote forever. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. Like, I mean, they basically just said we'll open the office eventually and people are welcome to come back, but we're just going to, I mean, other com- I mean, I feel like everyone's like, whoa, because it's Twitter and it's such a consumer facing company. Um, but other companies have been doing that for a long time. Heroku has oh. been operating that way for a while. GitHub has been operating that way for a long time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, so like, it isn't a new model to be like, we're going to have offices, but feel free to not just Google not operates. Here. That, some of Google operates like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, the nice thing now is every company's just... remote first. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, you have to be. Because you have to be. Yeah. What are, the, what are the hacks that you have for communicating? I know, like, for me, uh, I try not to use pronouns in Slack, like any text conversation, because somebody else's 
message comes in right before mine and now people think I'm referring to something in that message, it can get really confusing. So I avoid pronouns and sarcasm in text does not come across well. Yeah, I try to be really like, sorry, I, I, I don't, yeah, I try to be really clear when communicating via text because tone is really hard to read um, unless you really know your audience well. I just add a uh, winky face emoji to everything I say. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so then everybody always assumes that I'm joking. Because that, that's how that, that's, it's like adding lull to the end of everything. Like, Exactly. You're just like, everything. Everything um, is goofy. The thing is, is if everything is sarcastic, then nothing is sarcastic. Except yeah. literally everything I say is sarcastic. So, I mean, I'm broken. I don't know. It's it's really a catch-22. It's a throw 44. Throw 44. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this new fa- this next phase of life happens. I think like we're remote now for a while we'll see it's unclear until when right yeah like september i'm back in the office you are yep yeah uh i had to come back to the the office the office building is open i'm mostly in my room uh i do have one other employee that comes in and when we're both in here we wear masks the whole time but so for the most part, like I don't, I don't really see anybody. Um, I've, I think I've passed one person in the hallway all week and I wash my hands a lot and we don't have a lot of cases here. Yeah. I mean, even San Francisco is pretty low, but I wonder as soon as everyone goes back outside. Yeah. What? I mean, that's inevitable. As soon as everybody goes back outside, something's going to like, it's just going to go up, Mm -hmm. but like navigating a workspace, an open office. workspace with yeah. lots of people. Um, I think companies are trying to be really thoughtful about how they do that. I think the hardest part is probably like the bathroom situation. Mm-hmm. But like, it'll be interesting to see how companies navigate that. Um, all right, y'all, I have to run. Yeah. Um, I'll let you all stay on. It was nice. It was lovely to finally chat with both of you. Yeah, I actually have to get out of here too, but oh, okay. I think, should we at least announce what we found out yesterday? Oh yeah. Sure, go we, for it. We as a group are keynoting at ElixirConf EUV, the virtual version of ElixirConf. So psyched. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, it's either going to be really early in the morning or I, or pre-recorded. <laughs> <laughs> for really us. early for me yeah really early for anna um <clears throat> like two hours earlier uh so anna will be up at 4 a.m i told her just to stay up and drink all night and just show That's up sloshed definitely <laughs> gonna go over well that would make up for an excellent talk <laughs> uh and then uh also today i'm i'm recording with the elixir wizards today so oh, oh i need to get gosh. back to them about that i forgot about that how dare you? How dare I? You're the you're the How you're the, dare you're the you? the podcast floozy. I was looking for a word. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you're on all the podcasts, Chris. Yeah. Just tell me you didn't record Heathley. with them in our Zoom call. Heathley gets around. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, chill. All right. I'll talk all right, to you. Well, later. have fun recording with your 
other podcast. It's going to be super wow. exciting. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like them. They're cool guys. Have fun. Yeah. yeah they're All, right. Good. All right. Thank Bye. you. All. All right. Later.